Hello, this is Pod for the Course, and I'm Tom Cade, the Director of Communications for Washington Golf. Uh, this year, 2022, is the centennial year, the 100-year anniversary of Washington Golf. It was founded in 1922. And uh, by no coincidence, uh, it was also the centennial year this year for the Washington State Women's Golf Association. It was also founded in 1922. And we are very uh, happy to have with us today Sharon Johnston. And Sharon has the unique, I think, uh, 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 moniker of being the president of both golf associations and quite an historic year for the game in the region. And again, very happy to have with us Sharon Johnston. Sharon, thanks so much for coming on today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you bet. So um, just what I want to do, Sharon, is just start from the beginning. You know, everybody has a story uh, about how they got started in the game of golf, how they started playing. What is your story? How did you start playing the game? Well, I really started playing in 1975. I was 30 years old and we joined Fircrest Golf Club. We lived in Fircrest and drove by the course every day, and it was so beautiful, and my husband played, you know, infrequently, but he did play the game, and we said, oh, wouldn't it be great someday to be able to play golf there? And that was kind of how it started, and our children were young at the time. Um, I believe they were seven and nine, and we thought, well, maybe now would be a good time to join. So that's that's how we really started playing. I had played just a few times with a couple neighbors, ladies that played at Meadow Park in Tacoma. And um, so I'd actually held a club in my hands, but basically I wouldn't say I started golfing then. Mm-hmm. Um, my interest was peaked when I was, I was a physical education major at the University of Washington and um, always been interested in sports and been relatively lucky having fairly good hand-eye coordination, and so I liked to try everything, and I was excited because um, in the spring I was taking a class, um, and it was intro to a lot of different things. I remember it was volleyball officiating, and one of the one of the things was going to be uh, golf, and um, I was excited about it, and it was in the spring, and I thought, oh, I'll be able to learn a little bit about golf, and that was back in the early 60s. But I'd never really been exposed to golf before. So uh, spring quarter came, and um, very disappointing. I ended up getting labyrinthitis, which was an inner ear infection. And they, as I was going to miss some classes, they didn't. They made me drop that class, and I never was exposed to it. So I always had that regret. But the interesting thing to you, Tom, would be my teacher was Liz Kelfer. Huh. And, okay. Uh, I, I yeah. know what an important part, that's why I bring up that part of the story, because she's mm-hmm. been so involved with PNGA and Washington Golf. Yeah, just so in- a, a brief, let me just interject here just real quickly. Liz Culver uh, is, for the listeners out there, she is now a, a member of the Pacific Northwest Golf Hall of Fame, uh, a longtime volunteer and administrator uh, for the Pacific Northwest Golf Association, and a huge influence on women's golf in general. I think, uh, in the state and the region, really. So go, go ahead, Chair. That's exactly right, and that's why later, I mean, I didn't know anything about Liz at the time other than she was my teacher, but I thought, oh, man, would I have liked to have started then? But anyway, in answer to your question, 1975 is when I started. Mm-hmm. 
So, and when you started, you, you, you kind of went all in, you, you played quite a bit. And uh, as I understand, you began to play competitively, correct? I did. Um, yeah. You know, it was interesting when I joined Furcrest, I had all of these women that were in the 18 hole division. I, I was naive enough to just start out, join the 18 hole division right away and become active. I mean, I was on committees that very first year and, and so I learned a lot about the game and the different ways to score and the games you can play while you're playing golf and played in their regular Tuesday competitions. And so by um, really by 1979, I was really interested in going, I think I'm going to play in the Washington State Women's Golf Championship. And um, as it turned out, I did not play that year, but I, my first year to play was 1980. And um, I was the representative from Percrest to the Washington State Women's Golf Association. And so I went to the championship, and I've been very involved in that group since its inception. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, um, it, was, it was interesting because everybody, I remember when I first started golfing, everybody would say to me, oh, Sharon, good shot. Oh, that was great. Someday. Mm-hmm you're going to be a good golfer because you know what happens. <laughs> Someday you may be a good golfer. So I did a lot of encouragement starting out, but I certainly was no champ starting out. So you say you became involved with the Washington State Women's Golf Association. And, you know, if you basically started playing consistently in 1975 and by 1984, you were president of the Washington State Women's Golf Association, so that was a pretty steep uh, curve you, you've got. You were working on there. How did you? Uh, let's see, going from a, a golfer to a volunteer to a, a, an administrator, basically, of the Washington State Women's Golf Association. How did all that happen? Did someone say, "Hey, Sharon, you should become involved with this," or "Here, how about how about doing this," or you just saw a sign one day and said, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." How did that come about? Well, it was interesting because at the time, the gal that was the representative from Furcrest, um, when when they had a championship, you were really basically required to go because you only had two meetings a year. One was at, during the championship, and then one, one would be uh, early in the year making the arrangements. So um, because they knew that I loved golf, oh, Sharon, would you go to that meeting for me? <laughs> I guess that's mm-hmm. how it started. Oh, sure, I'll do that. And Uh so I ended up being the unofficial representative on the um, the WSWGA committees, and then um, the presidency evolved when when the uh, championship was going to be at Furcrest. That's how it happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So were you on? Did you serve on the board of the WSWGA, and then worked your way up to to be serving as president? That's how that works. Well, not really, because what they do is they call each representative from the member clubs, they call them a trustee, and all of the trustees make up the board. They they aren't necessarily just um, an executive board that's held aside from the overall board. So as a trustee, you're all, I would say, equal members. So um, obviously served as vice president one year and president the next. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. So the uh, Washington State Women's Golf Association has a, again, this is its centennial year as well. 
lots of history for that association and lots of uh, kind of a who's who champions of, of their annual championship. Uh, it's a it's a significant golf association and had a significant impact on the game in the region. And I would also have kind of have to say that when they were founded in 1922 with their first playing of the chair championship in uh, Grace Harbor Country Club, they, they were organized from the get-go. I mean, they, they had it going on, it seemed like. Is that right? Absolutely. In fact, um, it's very impressive. And I think we should point out that the Washington State Women's Golf Association is a group of the private clubs in the state. Mm-hmm. There's also another mm-hmm. organization called the Washington State Women's Public Links Association, and mm-hmm. that would be all the public courses. So mm-hmm. when um, when they formed the um, WSWGA, yes, it was the private clubs, and the women involved um, did an extremely good job of organizing, and um, so they were up and running when they first started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that, in 1984, again, you served as president of the WSWGA. Uh, how did you then sort of become involved with the Washington State Golf Association? Did it sort of just naturally sort of move in that direction for you as a volunteer, or how did that happen for you, Sharon? Well, it begins really with PNGA because um, PNGA was really the – the body that um, ran championships here in Washington and um, didn't have women involvement on the board, really, other than Liz Culver had a voice. But beyond that, there were no women really on the board. They, we had meetings um, in, at the same time, 1984, when I was president of Washington State Women, Liz was trying to organize a women's division for the PNGA. And so I was invited because I, to this basically original meeting to form this a women's division because I was president of um, Washington State Women. And so um, I went to that meeting, and they said, well, we need to have a representative from each of these clubs from all over the state. So whether it was public or private or whatever, they wanted a rep, and who would be the representative from Furcrest? And as it turned out um, at that time, because I was at the meeting, I thought, oh, it would be pretty presumptuous of me to name myself as being the representative. So I knew that um, uh, Joanne Teets was a member at Furcrest, and her husband was a PNGA director. For And so I thought, wouldn't that be nice if Joanne and and her husband could both go to the meetings together, and maybe she'd be interested in being the being the rep from Furcrest. So what happened is um, I asked Joanne, she says, oh, sure. And she was very involved, um, as probably a lot of you know, with forming the junior golf um, in mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I figured she was, you know, very involved in that. She'd be a great PNGA representative. Well, as it turned out, almost every single year that we had a meeting for the women's division, Joanne would come to me and she says, oh, gosh, Sharon, would you be willing to go to this meeting and for me? And I said, oh, sure, sure, I'll, I'll go, you know. Sometimes it was close, sometimes it wasn't so close, but sometimes it was during the championship, and so mm-hmm. I was going to play in the championship. So I thought, sure, I'll go to the meetings for you. So anyway, 
it was about four years later, <clears throat> and um, then she asked if I might like to be the, <laughs> the rep from Fircrest since I was the one that was going to the meetings anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's how it happened. So, And at that time, Washington State Golf did not have a women's division. It was, it was, the board was different. It was all, all men. And so um, when they did the realignment with, um, with Washington State and PNGA and realized that PNGA was serving as more the umbrella in each of the state or provinces would be the, the spokes to that umbrella, then um, it made sense that um, we would have representative, representation on the board of Washington Golf. So that's kind of how it happened. I was the, the PNGA rep, then I became the Washington State rep as well. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense? Uh- it does make sense, yes. And uh, so in, in that sort of timeline of things, uh, in 1994 was the f- inaugural first playing of the Washington Women's Amateur conducted by the Washington State Golf Association. And uh, and you spoke earlier about the Washington State Women's Golf Association uh, serving the private club members and the Washington State Women's Public Links Association serving the public women players. Uh, so there was there was kind of two state women champions uh, d- uh, for quite a number of years. And that is correct. Yeah. So in 1994, uh, when the WSJ uh, founded the or held its first uh, women's uh, state amateur, uh, it, that was open to everybody, both private and um, public uh, players. And uh, as I understand it, you competed in that. Is that right? I did. I did. You know yeah. what's interesting. Stepping back um, a few years before that, I happened to be playing in a championship at Spanaway, and it was the Tacoma Women's Amateur, and um, I was walking off the 18th green, and it would have been 1984 because I was basically attacked by Jack Seralt, who was a, um, a writer for the Tacoma News Tribune at the time, and he came up to me and um, basically kind of with hands on hips saying, well, well Sharon... Um, I understand that you're um, you're president of the Washington State Women's Golf Association, and I said, "Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I am." And he says, "Well, could, tell me this. I know that you guys have a championship every year, and the Pub Links have a championship every year, and you know, who's the real champion of Washington State? Mm-hmm. Who could it be? You know, you've got one, they've got one. You know, don't you ever schedule something where the two play off, or what do you do?" And I said, "Well, we've got two solid golf associations." One is the private clubs, one is the public clubs. Each of them have their own bylaws, their own rules, and the people that can compete are in their member clubs. So anyway, I said, until we have a funding organization that can sponsor a championship that's open to everybody in the state, then probably we won't have an answer to your question. And so what's really interesting, Tom, leading into this, how could we ever know who the champion is going to be? Well, obviously, Washington Golf did it. Washington State mm-hmm. Golf Association established a championship that was open to everybody. And we all know how difficult it is for people to give up their golf courses for a championship or whatever. And so that's one of the things that Washington Golf does so beautifully is by working together with the individual clubs and hosting these championships. So accolade to this organization for that reason. 
Yeah, it, that was a that was kind of an historic year. Uh, that actually few years uh, in the early '90s with the realignment between the PNGA and the WSGA, and then the uh, inaugural Women's State Amateur as well. Uh, lots of stuff going on, lots of changes, and lots of positive steps were being made. I, I think for for the golf community in general. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. So for you. Uh, at, at what point, uh, let's see, did you serve on the uh, WSGA Board of Directors? D- do you recall that, Sharon? I that's do. What? But to begin with, um, you know, I had become the rep from Fircrest, so I was very mm-hmm. involved, did what I could. And um, Bill Mays was president of the time, at, um, and he asked me to serve as championship chairwoman. And so um, that's really what got me started on the board of WSGA. And mm-hmm. so I, I accepted that um, assignment, and then that also put me on the executive committee um, because they mm-hmm. wanted representation. At that time, the feeling was most of what we do, or a lot of what we do, is championships. And so it seemed logical that they would have the championship chairperson sit on the executive committee, and then if there were issues one way or another, that would be handled at the executive level. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it Okay. Yeah. Um, so serving on the board, uh, do you remember what your roles were in particular? Uh... Well, I was a uh, championship chairwoman for 10 years, and then, um, then I became um, – president of the Washington State Golf Association. So um, then um, at that point, then I served as president for two years and then um, immediate past president for two years. So that's four mm-hmm. years of the time that I spent there. But mm-hmm. basically, um, I was president, I think, from 2007, the fall of 2007 until 2009, and um, was just always involved. And then beyond that, I... I ended up being a regional vice president, so I, I represented the second district, I believe, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, was our region, and so I would go to the board meetings um, mm-hmm. as, in that capacity. Okay. So I, I don't want you to gloss over your years as president because uh, that also was a significant thing. Uh, in the fall of 2007, at the annual meeting for the WSGA, you were elected the very first uh, woman president of the WSJ, and that was obviously a very significant uh, circumstance. Um, did you, you know, how, how was that? How was that for you? Did did it feel like a natural thing for you? Did it did it feel like wow, this is a big deal? Uh, how was it for you on that chair? For me, it just seemed like a natural progression. I had been involved with the organization for so many years and been on the committee, and well, not only. Not only served just on the committee, but I worked in all different aspects of it. So I went to championships. I volunteered at championships. I had many little jobs along the way. Um, I I just felt so involved that the more that I learned, I got involved in course rating in the early 80s when it first came on board for slope rating. I was at the very first meeting when um, they – it was at Meridian Valley, and, and somebody from the USGA came out and explained this whole new system of, of course rating, and I was fascinated by it. So I got involved in course rating. So um, I felt like 
when they asked me to be president, I knew so much about what we do as an organization. I believe in it. I love golf. So it was my way to give back. And I never I never once ever thought, Wow, I'm a woman at this job. It just mm-hmm. it never occurred to me. It just mm-hmm. it just was. Mm-hmm. So um it just seemed like a real natural progression. Yeah. So again, uh, from the fall of 2007, and you served two consecutive one-year terms, and then uh, also two years as immediate president. Also, um, you did serve as the championship committee chairwoman for the WSJ. What, what years were that, Sharon? Oh, let's see. That, that had to have been um, when Bill Mays was president, and so that had to be about 1989, I guess. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know it was. It was I was there for like ten years and then I then I became president. So mm-hmm. then I gave up my championship women's chair uh position and um so it would be ten years prior to two thousand seven. So nineteen ninety seven or so and for the for those ten years, uh huh. Perhaps mm-hmm. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, that was a significant uh, time as well, just because of the the number of uh, new championships that came on board for the WSJ. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, they were very, very cognizant of trying to have championships that were open to everyone and would include different things. So we would have a, a women's best ball, for example. Um, we'd mm-hmm. have an individual championship. And so they tried to find things that not only, you know, like the best ball, I believe um, anyone with a 30 handicap or less may enter that, and it's been a very, very popular championship. Mm -hmm. And um, rather than just single-digit players, they're trying to have things that are are more open to to our membership. We want to be as inclusive as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a huge uh, time of growth uh, for years, from 1922 and 19, until 1987. The WCA only conducted one event, and that was the annual Washington State Amateur. In 1987, they started the Washington State Senior Amateur for Men, and in 1994, the Washington Women's Amateur. So Correct. really, very few events until the late 90s and early 2000s when yeah, like you just uh, outlined, um, it really became a priority to to have and hold uh, championships and events for for men and women of all skill levels, uh, just to really branch out and, and make the game available for all. It was a really big time of growth. Absolutely, and I think that today they those values are very, very important, and they want to grow the game, and... Um, Therefore, I think for interest for all of the member clubs as well as the individual memberships at those clubs, I think that the more um, we can be open and inclusive, um, the more successful Washington golf will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems like it's kind of working. The uh, the membership uh, numbers and, and interest in game golf in general is, is on the upswing these days, so to speak. The last years have been incredible growth, absolutely, yeah. and most yeah. clubs are, are bursting at the seams, and, and tee times are hard to hard to get, and um, mm-hmm. so it's been, um, yeah, I would say probably it's the only good thing that's come from COVID in these last two years. 
Yeah, I, I, I jokingly tell people it's the upside of a pandemic. So. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just looking back and very briefly, uh, Sharon, what is a favorite personal memory of yours? Just a, a personal thing that that you think how you know, this was really a, a cool thing that happened, or a, that I got to experience, or people I met, or whatever it may be. Just a, a, a personal uh, memory or two. I think probably one of the things that stands out to me, um, and I've learned so much over the years, having been a competitor in golf, that um, the the year that um, I was um, the champion for the Washington State Women's Golf Association was incredible. Um, I played um, against Ann Swanson, who is a perennial winner and a real champion, and mm-hmm. um, I was able to come out victorious and what, it was what year was what year was that chair 1998 mm-hmm. and in 96 i played against her um and became i was runner-up but she she prevailed but um i think as far as most things i mean i was i competed in a lot of events but that was probably the largest that i've ever actually been the champion of i've been mm-hmm. um Champion at my own club half a dozen times, and and of the um, Puget Sound Women's Golf Association, I think nine or ten times. So I played in a lot of other championships and done well, but that one has to stand out as one of the most exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, as I as we talked about earlier uh, on this conversation, but uh, champions of that Washington State Women's Golf Association uh, championship. Reads kind of like a who's who of, of women's golf in, in our region. Lots of really significant names on that on that leaderboard. Absolutely, absolutely. Over the years, I know the names. Well, I've already mentioned Liz Culver and and uh, Adina Eilenfeld is a name that um, everybody recognizes. Who's been very very active in uh, Washington State PNGA and certainly um, has been a champion of of many things as far as even even uh, USJ events. The only USJ event that I played in was the um, the women senior women's, and it was at Broadmoor, so it was uh, in our own neighborhood, and and that was um, that was the um, the USGA championship, and that was quite an experience. So I mm-hmm. was able to um, serve on the USGA women's mid amateur committee. I've been on that for ten years, and so um, that's how I got into into rules because that was a requirement of being on the uh, champion uh, on the mid-am committee. So mm-hmm. prior to that, I'd been so involved with course rating that I hadn't really gotten involved in rules. So then that kind mm-hmm. of uh, pushed me to the limits and, and uh, opened a new avenue for something too. Mm-hmm. So are you still involved with rules then, Sharon? I did not go this year. Um, a mm-hmm. requirement active in um, in your rules is you need to be rules proficient, meaning getting a score of 75 or higher, um, mm-hmm. at least once every four years. And so you need to keep up your credentials. And um, I've decided at this stage, um, since I'm active in so many things around here, um, I serve on the board at uh, the home course, and um, I just thought, I, I won't continue with rules any longer. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I don't enjoy it. I'm just not going to remain proficient. Sure. Okay. Um, 
for the centennial year this year for the I know for the for Washington Golf, uh, we're going to be doing several events during the year. Um, for the Washington State Women's Golf Association, uh, are you going to be involved with anything that they're going to be doing this year? Oh, sure. I'm the I'm the Washington State Women's Rep from our club from Fircrest, and mm-hmm. so specifically, I mean, I'm on their their board committee, but um, there's there's nothing direct that I'm involved in other than I will definitely support the championship and um, mm-hmm. will be in that way. So um, mm-hmm. no job has been assigned, put it that way. Okay. Not yet anyway. I'm sure you'll jump in. <laughs> <laughs> um, today uh, we've had the pleasure of speaking with Sharon Johnston. Uh, and uh, again, Sharon is the past president of the Washington State Golf Association, which is now known as Washington Golf, and is also the past president for the Washington State Women's Golf Association. And I now I have learned today that she's also past champion of the WSWGA championships, which is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, Sharon, thanks so much for sharing some memories. Uh, you've had a long history of being involved with uh, the game in, in our region, and uh, we just want to thank you for your involvement, number one, and thank you, for uh, number two, for taking time today to talk about it. Tom, it's been a pleasure for me. Um, as I said earlier, it's been a walk down memory lane, just bringing up a lot of these memories. And I will have to say um, thank you to all of the Washington golf staff that do such a tremendous job running their championships, coordinating all of our benefits, doing all of that. I think it's um, kudos to all of you who put in so much time and effort making it a truly class organization. Well, I appreciate the words, Sharon, and uh, the, the golf community. I think in our in our state and our region is a is a really good community to be involved with, and uh, we count ourselves as as being lucky. So, I I would have uh, to agree. This is good. Yeah. There you go. Uh, thanks again, Sharon Johnston, for joining us today, and we'll talk again soon. My pleasure. Goodbye, Tom. Bye bye.